0: What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team? And welcome to the Kaisa Show. Mike, how are you doing? Mike, I'm going to be honest. Uh-oh. Every time I say the Kaisa Show, it doesn't feel right. I don't know. I don't know if we've got to work through this, but it's so odd because this show is equal parts Kaisa and Mike. So I. Think there might need to be a a name rework mm. in in the books.
1: Hey, I mean it's the Kaiser show, show so you you're the boss. You just got <laughs> if you want to rebrand, you let me know. Okay. I'll talk to a few people.
0: Okay, so before we dive in, um, Coolio yeah. unfortunately passed away.
1: Yeah, this is night. delayed. Obviously, like we yeah re- we release a little later. So Coolio passed away about a month ago, I guess. If we're talking in future, Tense. present, yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. So
1: 49, I think. Maybe
0: 59.
1: 50. Oh, no, fi- my. Total, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. You got these little devices yeah. here that show us.
0: It's interesting because <clears> so <throat> my dad is currently staying with me right now, and I woke up and 59, he, sorry. Wow. Yeah. And he was like, oh, Coolio died, like my favorite rapper. And and it's weird. My, my dad. Oh, your
1: dad's my favorite dad, rapper? Yeah. My
0: dad doesn't really listen to like rap music. But <laughs> I specifically remember when I had to have been in middle school. My dad bought us the Coolio soundtrack because he wait the
1: soundtrack you mean the the uh,
0: I'm sorry, the single because we were not allowed to have the Dangerous Mind soundtrack Dangerous Mind, that Gangsters yeah. Paradise was on. But my dad loved Gangsters Paradise and so I still remember going to Silver Platters and, yeah. and getting Which that one? soundtrack. Uh, the Northgate one. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. Oh, so remember R I P. Do you have memories? Yeah,
1: I have a couple. So one was I was in fifth grade. I was very into like, you know, classic white suburban kid, really into gangster rap and was in California for Disneyland with my dad in a rental car and we were driving. And I remember hearing that the uh, Gangster's Paradise song and I was like, what? This is the coolest song ever. And my dad at the time, which is so great. My dad was always just like, he just didn't care. Yeah. My dad didn't really listen to music, so I was always like, whatever I wanted to listen to, he was just cool with. And that uh, we're just bumping, spending most of our lives living in the, the gangster's paradise. It's so good. It's so good. And I, I thought I was so cool because back then, radio, or at least how I remember, yeah. songs wouldn't make it to certain areas. Like, it was kind of like fashion. Like, that song wasn't playing in Seattle. Like, 'cause I came home and it wasn't really playing yet, like we had the i don't know if it was the early Sir release or, something, or like whatever, oh, wha- yeah, just in l a you yeah, know like yeah. it was that like l a was like obviously a place like yeah. versus Seattle at the time, for sure, and uh and I remember that, but then I also remember the other one was uh the movie um oh, can't lose, I think or It was with Martin Lawrence and Tim Robbins. You don't remember this movie? I
0: didn't have a TV, I didn't watch movies. Oh, okay.
1: Anyways, funny movie. And Coolio had a couple tracks on that. And I bought the singles. I used to love CD singles. Yeah. And it was um uh I'll see you when you get there. I'll see you when you get there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you when you get there. Yeah. Like one of those like rap anthem like kind of like gospel, yes. you know, rap yes. anthems, kinda similar to like uh the biggie smalls, you know.
0: Also, I just have to take a moment. I I love that word. It's like R.I.P. to, to Coolio for sure. We've never R.I.P. anybody. Like the Queen just died too. And yeah. we didn't R.I.P. her, and that's controversial. But well, not really I'm
1: connected like... to the Queen, but I'm connected to Coolio.
0: <laughs> totally. I just find it interesting that this is our first R.I.P. on the show. I mean, I
1: think this is like a great way. You know, you share your memories. It's like a little. We're having a little mini. Uh, uh, I don't know, what's it called? Like a wake.
0: Oh God! Maybe. <laughs> a little,
1: a little shout out. A little, yeah. you know. Shout
0: out! Shout out to Coolio. I That's just unfortunate
1: these things. I, I had this idea, and what the sad thing is, I'll probably never do this. So it's just it'll go down as like a bad thing. But I always think you go to a funeral, and everyone in the room is celebrating and sharing stories about why they love that person, blah, blah, blah. They can't hear you.
0: Like, well, How do you know they can't okay, hear you? Okay, controversial, <laughs> sure.
1: But I'm just saying, I had this thing when I went, like, had a couple funerals a long time ago, and I was like, man, we need to do this while people are alive. You know, like, this would, like, enrich people's lives. Yeah, like, while they're living, you know. So, anyways, I always thought that would be kind of cool. During yeah. COVID, actually, it kind of, I got hints of it because friends – would reach out and be like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday and I, we can't get together so I want to do a video. Yeah. And so they had all their friends do like a video and then I edited it and it like people, you know, I'd be like, I was just crying for like 40 minutes to see all my friends who love me so much. Yeah. You know? So I was like, damn, that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: So anyways. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, living funeral. Um, what's buzzing? Now it's time for What's buzzing. What's buzzing,
1: I want to do a. I want to redo that one with you. I think and like no! make it real high hyphy. No, you can always change it. Oh, Reaver no, doesn't. River's He's so not a listener, good. unfortunately. I know. Not, we all better. love He's it. Not.
0: What are you buzzing on?
1: Okay, I'm not gonna lie. It was stressful thinking this through. Sometimes the buzzes take effort. Take effort to figure like what am I buzzing on, and you want it to be semi interesting or informative, you know, like enlightening, giving someone something they might not know. Yeah. So So there's pressure. There's, there's pressure. pressure there is. The and I'm not going to lie, we've come with some weak buzzes, you know, like usually I feel like they're pretty solid, but sometimes they're a little like, you know, they're a little weak.
0: Shots fired to my buzz yesterday or something?
1: No, I think in my mind, like I'm not interested in your microblading, but m- most likely of the audience, which is probably like female, you know, who is into microblading is probably like super hot on that. Yeah. 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 So I'm buzzing literally on the Sonicare toothbrush. Don't tell me you were going to say that.
0: Not exactly. Wow. No, no, no.
1: Keep going. Look, I grew up with a Sonicare toothbrush. My dad got one for us very young. And I always used it. I always loved it. It has the timer built in blah, blah, blah. At some point in my like mid-20s, it broke or the one I had broke. And I I cheaped out. And I like quit. I didn't buy the Sonicare. And my dad was always like, you got to get a Sonicare. He, he's like, I feel like he's probably repping them or something. He's getting a little, he's a little influencer, a little Sonicare influencer. And I bought like an Amazon electric toothbrush for, like, it was literally, like, 25 bucks. And I've had it for a couple years, many years, actually. And they work fine. Timer, all that stuff. <laughs> Priya just got us a sonic air though, because hers broke. And she's like, I want to get a sonic air. I can't believe the difference. I am buzzing in the shower. I, like, I'm sad when it stops at two minutes. I'm like, what? Let's go another round. It feels so good on your teeth, and it has, like, a little... My other one is just a straight, this one's like, you know, and you're like, whoa, we're sonic cleaning these teeth out here.
0: Do you know a little, I just went to the dentist, a little little tidbit on when you clean your teeth with a sonic hair. I didn't realize that many times, especially on your molars or the back teeth, you're just supposed to leave it there and not move it around.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Which I, that's funny you say that because. With the other toothbrush, <laughs> this is so funny, <laughs> I'm so into this right now, I'm I just had a moment where I was lost, like in flow of toothbrush, and then I realization of that, that's what's <laughs> happening. Snapped out. For some reason, I would brush with the, the other electric toothbrush, but the Sonic Air really does feel like it's moving and grooving, and so I'm like, I don't even have to, maybe that's why I want it to keep going, because I don't feel tired, my endurance is just... Yeah, you're solid because I'm just holding it and it's just like just yeah. getting it's like a car wash, like all these little brushes. Oh man. Really?
0: And then unfortunately, the oh, dentist no. was telling me that Oral B actually makes a better, oh. technically, clinically, whatever, a better than Sonicare. toothbrush than Sonicare now. Okay. Yeah. but mm. I love that you're buzzing on that. Yeah.
1: And it was like a great deal. So if you're out there and you're looking for a Sonicare, I would keep an eye on Costco. They had a great deal for a family pack and it was 20 bucks off at the time at the register. So I think it was like 79 bucks for two toothbrush.
0: And just a little inside scoop. Don't be like me and throw about three or four Sonic hairs away because you've you think that they broke because you were putting the wrong toothbrush head on them. Oh, my God.
1: I thought you were going to say because you just, <laughs> the battery died. No. Like, this doesn't work anymore.
0: It's almost just as bad. I was putting the wrong toothbrush head on them. Like, and, you
1: bought the wrong replacement or yeah, something? Mm. somehow.
0: And then they would, like, wiggle and then basically, mm. like, you know, fall and not stay on so it wouldn't vibrate correctly. And I was like, this fucking thing again. Damn. Yeah. So, about RIP to, like, four Sonicars. Oh, shit. There's How a lot.
1: long? I mean, I would assume that lasted six months to a year, though, right?
0: No, I think I switch my tooth the the brush like every three months. Oh, because the I diamonds yeah. they kind of cut up the brush yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> diamonds It's in different. The teeth. You're yeah. like mining. <laughs> I do have diamonds in my teeth, team. That's what You're he's referring to. Super sparkly.
1: To. To. Do you do you have like a little buffer that you like buff? Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. With these big old diamonds, they need to be buffed. That's good. If That's... we can zoom in. <laughs> That's fun. Not true. Okay.
1: What are you buzzing on? Well,
0: it's funny that you were saying you were literally buzzing. I'm literally buzzing too. Not I'm, currently. Oh, I thought you were drunk. I'm not yeah. drunk, but I am buzzing on alcohol. So please be 18 or older right now if you're <laughs> listening to this. And I don't have it with me. This is <laughs> hot water. I just love
1: the ir- irony right now. It's this is hot
0: water for, you know, my, I, I am working on not drinking I'm not drinking hard alcohol. It's balance, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So because I'm not drinking hard alcohol, I've always been a hard seltzer connoisseur. I really love hard seltzer. One, I love seltzer. Yeah. And then two, of course.
1: Before we get to your buzz, can we do your top two non-alcoholic seltzers and then top two hard seltzers?
0: Well, number one is hot water, non-alcoholic seltzer. And I would say... Waterloo mm-hmm. in general is better than LaCroix. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm not... Oh, oh, actually, sorry. Polar.
1: Yeah, Polar's pretty solid. Is
0: really solid. I love the coconut lime Polar. Mm. I love all the Polars, but I really enjoy the Polar, especially the children's flavors of Polar. Hmm. Okay, moving on. Well, so, no, what,
1: no, what about hard? Oh, yeah. Is so, that... Oh, that yeah, is. Yeah, that's what we're going into. Ah.
0: So... Hard seltzers team and I have really I haven't tried them all, but <laughs> I drank a lot I've tried a, hard, a lot of hard seltzers. I'm gonna be honest. I wish I was sponsored by Michelob. I passed that up a long time ago. Michelob Ultra has a hard seltzer that is coconut water as the base. Oh, and they they're organic hard seltzers and it is fire. I love it. Wow, it's really is it good. just That's,
1: coconut flavor?
0: No, no, no. Instead of using like a, a water base, it's a coconut water mm. base. But what's but the flavor though? All different types of flavors. Oh, they have I like see. watermelon, lime, or like a few different ones. That's not what I'm buzzing on though. Oh, oh God, I got too high. just building up. I'm buzzing on a new one called Four Good. Okay. Four. Four. Good. Like
1: number four. Yep. Good. And
0: they're actually local. I was doing a little research on them. But what's really cool about their hard seltzers is that they take like the ugly fruit so a lot of fruit i didn't realize like if fruit isn't pretty enough it doesn't go on the shelves Mm -hmm. and so they take all the ugly fruit that's still you know totally fine and then that's what they make their hard seltzers with and they're really good Hmm. i don't know if you can get them everywhere because it's pacific northwest local but
1: where oh they're seattle
0: i think they're seattle or at least washington yeah
1: what What's your flavor? Like, what flavor did you have?
0: There's, um, I actually really like the ginger lime. Oh, that's yeah, good Yeah, it's a good flavor. They have uh, like a strawberry guava, a blackberry lemon or something. Okay. There's a few. There's four.
1: How's the sugar content? Is it high? Probably high. Yeah. <laughs> Probably high. Are most kind of high sugar?
0: I actually don't know. That's a good question.
1: I'm like, if well, they're, no. I like a 10 gram or
0: less. They're actually not high in sugar. Yeah, I don't think, I didn't think they would the be. The sugar is... Uh, Fermented, is that the Mm -hmm. right word? And turn into an alcohol. And by that point in time, it's very low in sugar. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, hopefully you are eight. Oh, no, not 18 or older. Hopefully you're (laughs) 21 or older. Jeez, Louise.
1: All you kids out there, give Four Good a shot.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Maybe Four Good is a play on Four Loco. I just
1: Mm. realized that. Hmm.
0: all right moving on
1: were you a four loco girl
0: i'm not gonna lie i totally was and when four when four loco was going out of business no 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 when they were recalled yeah team if you don't remember what was it it? was the combination of like the energy and the alcohol they were having too many probably young kids who were like overdosing whatever Yeah, yeah. yeah So I oh, definitely alcohol poisoning. stocked up. Wow. So I had a bunch of Four Locos. <laughs>
1: I could kind of see it, though, because you're hyphy. I could see just, like,
0: let's do this Four Loco.
1: I never had a Four Loco. I know. Well, I feel like, like, like I would like to. Does it, like, it? Does it's not
0: good? Yeah. It just tastes like it was just super cheap and, like, gross. Yeah. But, you know, it was hyphy at the time. Okay, moving on from our alcohol. <laughs> I feel like that was, like... Uh, well, we talked about weed too. So anything, yeah, anything's appropriate just, here. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So it's the 29th. So speaking of, so speaking of sugar content, how yeah. are we doing with the sugar challenge? <laughs> September. <of> goals. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of goals. So we're going to talk goals today. And I figure, why don't we just segue right into, we set a goal at the beginning of September. Who's we? Well, you were the one who started it and got me on board.
0: Yeah. No, I... So just to preface here, I was really excited about sharing what my friends were doing, which was sugar-free September. And so I posted about it. I encouraged a lot of people to do it. I also... Always preface those conversations saying, "I don't actually like goals, so I won't probably partake in this." I made it a day, and then then that was as. You uh, only made it a day. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't interested. Wow. My bread had sugar <laughs> in like it. Damn. I was not interested. In I day
1: wasn't. Day. I wasn't super strict. I went like. No added sugar. I did avoid things that had like, but like if there was a sauce and it had like a gram or two of sugar, I was like, I'm not, not having this sauce tonight. Yeah. But in general, I didn't do any candy, no desserts, no sodas, no booze. We did no booze all September. Good for you guys. Um, And no snacks at night. Honestly. Yeah. Kind of a really, this is the first time I didn't drink for a year and a few months I noticed more in this month than I did on, and maybe I'm just because it's fresh, but I feel like I noticed more in this month than I did in that year. And if anything, I got to say, I think it's late night eating for me. (laughs) That is like, I feel I sleep better and I wake up better when I don't eat at night. Cause we were just kind of in a rhythm of every night. It was like, yo, it's nine. Let's get our snacks. Yeah.
0: There's like scientific proof of, of what goes on when your body has to digest and digest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, you know, I'm, you know, we always talk about the alcohol thing. I think I'm just going to continue to not really drink too much.
0: I wonder if also it was more the not a lot of added sugar also helped.
1: Could be. But what I realized is I don't have that much added sugar. I mean, there's definitely the day, like I was having a handful, like C4, the ones, are do all of them no sugar? Yeah, no sugar. Okay. So maybe it wasn't that then, but like I would hit the little brownie, you know, crumble or whatever yeah. that's in the studio or like a cliff bar, which I didn't do any like bars cause all those bars have like added sugar. So I think it's probably partially that, but I don't do too, like I don't really eat candy. You know or dessert and that's what most of it is in i would say but
0: that's actually not i don't agree with that that no sugar is everywhere
1: i mean mean like we're talking in bread it's like a couple grams or like in a sauce it's like a gram or you know what i mean like those are very low amounts in candy or in a soda that's like 40 50 grams in that one small little thing yeah
0: concentrated good for you i definitely didn't partake but team if you did great work
1: so do you not like goals but you like goals?
0: No, I know we, we try to talk about this and break this down. I don't, I have a negative relationship with goals because I am a very goal oriented person in terms of like, that's how, that's a lot of where my motivation comes from to set a goal and complete the goal. But over the years, what I realize is that when I set a goal and complete the goal, when I complete it, it means nothing to me. And if I don't reach it and complete it, I'm devastated. I'm frustrated at myself. You know, so it's like, it's never really that positive. So I try to set more like sliding goals, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, one little thing for me, what alcohol, like the goal was not to drink hard liquor for, I'm going on two months now. I think I'm done with that.
1: (laughs) You ready to go back? Yeah.
0: I just was like trying to check, like, did that change anything? And all of, for me, if I can set something and it's like exploratory rather than, trying to be like restrictive or anything else, then I can kind of like try to have a positive spin on that. But yeah, I just don't, I don't do well with goals. Yeah. I'm not really that motivated by them. Yeah. I know you never believe me when I have I this conversation. Well, cause I think,
1: Hmm. Okay. Your biggest goal is to get the world to move. Yeah. You're pretty motivated by that. I'd say.
0: Yeah, but I don't think goal is the right word. Then, like, I'm really passionate about getting the world to move, and I'm really dedicated to helping more people move, and I'm really inspired by like the journey of that process. Goals, when they are so like, um, when they're so like fine, like when they're when they're so like restrictive, I don't know. It's like this. It's like you have to reach this goal. Movement, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't have any goals when I move. I have zero fitness goals. And I know sometimes like that's hard for people to like imagine. I have not had fitness goals in a long time. Sometimes we ebb and flow with little fun things like, oh, it'd be fun to lift 400 pounds.
1: But how is that not a goal?
0: It's, it's not a goal for me. I'm not really working towards that. We quit. I never even got there.
1: But is it not a goal because you quit? Because before it no, was like I the road set, to 400. I
0: never set that. I literally never set that as an intentional goal. I literally just said, if we're working out... And we happen to keep moving up in weight and we get there, that would be really exciting. But if there's a different thing in my head of like, that's a goal that I have to achieve as opposed to that would be really fun if I got there. Because that that different language for me, if I didn't achieve that goal, which I didn't, I still haven't, I might never, then I'm like really frustrated and upset As opposed to being like, that would be fun if one day we got there, then I get there and like, that's exciting. But also every day when Luca wanted me to lift heavier or the numbers were supposed to be heavier and I wasn't feeling it and I say, no, I'm not let down about the fact that I'm listening to my body and I'm not upset about the fact that like, oh, now I'm, you know, deterred and, you know, not going to get to my goal as fast. Like I don't have it as a goal, so I don't care. So maybe there's a different language in here, but, and for me, goal, the, the language of goal is like really intense because for my younger life, I was so, so, so goal oriented and I just did not, it would, that was not a successful way for me to live my life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it feels like it's more of your definition or the weight you put in what a goal means to you. Cause I think like, do you feel like with a goal, is it, that you hate failing so much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, And I definitely, I think like, you know, obviously we've talked about failure a lot, but that's like debilitating to Mm -hmm. me. So a lot of this is learning how, is learning about yourself and then learning how to navigate that. Um, And then a lot of practice of wanting to be present for the journey of things and the process of things and the work of things rather than waiting for that end thing to happen. I think one of the last times that I really like, Realize I set a goal, a huge life goal, <laughs> and then it happened. And I literally looked at it. It was I wanted to be on a magazine cover. And so and I remember being getting the magazine, the Oxygen magazine, and I remember literally staring at it and being like, I have zero feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud of myself. I'm not excited. I feel nothing. I, I literally feel dead inside. And I remember being like, this isn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Like I worked my ass off to get to this place really literally forgot about everything along the way, just wanted to receive and be in that moment of receiving the cover and looking at it. And when I was in that moment, it didn't mean anything to me. And I was like, I've got to have a different relationship with goals. And maybe one day, like I'll be able to set goals in a healthier way, but it's still not today.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if with the magazine, as an example, like, was that goal actually for you or was that goal a way to be perceived for others. So then for like when you reach that goal, it's like, oh, this goal was really for to be seen a certain way versus like for actually me. Yeah. The
0: goal was for me because it meant something back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so, and I just thought like younger me would be proud about being on that. Why weren't you? I don't know. It didn't mean anything to me. It didn't it didn't resonate the way, like it didn't hit me the way that I thought it would hit me. And also not a lot of things hit me the way that I think they would hit me. And maybe that's a different discussion about having a hard time being proud of myself. I don't think I, that's where I think I'm like super off balance in terms of being so, so, so hard on myself and so like that perfectionist and so needing to do it and so needing to get that thing. And then it's never offset by the feelings of, you know, being super proud when I do. And so it's just all of this pressure of needing to do Mm -hmm. it and none of the offset of being proud when I do that, even with the team, you know, when we have numbers of certain things and, and I don't really like to know numbers because I get so wrapped up in being, sometimes I mean like upset about they're not where I want them to be or whatever. It doesn't, it's just not a healthy dynamic for me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you're so competitive though too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's an aspect of goals that I would assume you love because it's like, no, you're not going to win. I'm going to win. But, But it seems like you also hate the failure side of it so much that you're like, no, fuck, I don't even, I'm not, I don't like goals.
0: Yeah, and um, competitiveness is very interesting because it's far more in the moment for me. Um, It's either in the moment or it's in the huge picture. Like I am, you know, I'm competitive in terms of business and what I want to do overall and like what I want to create and what I want to be out there. Um, But it's not like minor little goals. And then I'm competitive if we're like working out, you know, like I'm going to be competitive in that moment and, you know, try to whoop your ass and everything that I'm doing. But there's no, I didn't, there's not like little goals along the way that I'm like setting myself for each move that we do or each exercise.
1: Yeah, totally. It's just a goal is to win for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's so odd. This is the thing. I mean, we again, we'd not, I would need to have my therapist here to like analyze this because I can't tell you. I just know that I don't operate that way and I don't operate in a healthy way right now with goals and I haven't really ever. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't, I don't really set them. Like if you said a goal for life, I'd be like, I want to be happy and healthy. That's a great goal. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, I mean, it's subjective,
1: I guess. It's interesting though. And you know, hopefully you don't come at me too crazy, but like, when you were on the road to like deadlift 400, I, and I, I could totally be wrong, but i pretty vividly remember a ton of excitement every time you were getting closer. And then even when you got 400, I think with chains or something, or there was some sort of assistance to where it wasn't fully 400. And you, I even have video, I think where you're like, fuck yeah. And you were so pumped. And it was like, you're on that goal. And then, but on the other side of it, like when that goal didn't get hit or whatever, especially because of injury and all these other things, then it's like, no, I never wanted to live 400. I didn't care.
0: No, I never set. I never set that in my mind. And this is where I don't have the language for it. I never set it as a serious goal ever, because if I did, I would have been very serious about making sure that programming was was geared towards that every week. I never did, and I never cared, oh. and I never cared about pushing through and making sure that I was lifting the heavier heaviest weight. Like I have a little bit of like a fear around heavy weight with deadlifting, and there are plenty of times that I can go heavier and and I don't. And if I had that as a serious goal, like I would have pushed through those things and, or been really upset if I didn't. And I never, I never did. So I think maybe in outward language, if I use goal, you know, it's, that is what you're picking up. And that is probably what I said, but I don't have it. I don't have any movement as a serious goal for me. I have things that I desire and like to do. Like right now I told the I really after, you know, rehab, like I really, I really want to build up my aerobic base. Mm-hmm. And so like, outwardly yeah you could say that's a goal but I'm not really dedicated to it in terms of like it's a make or break it thing so it's just a direction I want to head it's not a goal like I feel like a goal means that there's an end destination Mm. like at some point in time that I reach something and I just never set those in my mind anymore I have it's a very floating island if we get there we do if we don't we don't I don't care so it's
1: like the do you feel like it's the so it's destination. There's like a point, but there's also a pass fail
0: with a goal. You the goal, yeah, absolutely. And
1: so the fail part is not what, or the pass part also isn't worth Past it. Pass doesn't
0: you. mean anything to me. Never in my history has not meant anything to me, and fail means everything to me. So it's never positive. Like to consistently set myself up to be. Either have no feelings and probably be kind of frustrated also that I did all this work to get to this point. I don't have feelings, or to be super upset with myself that I failed. There's no point. So now I and it's literally slightly different language. I'm just like, yeah, let's like focus in that direction. Mm -hmm. I have no goal. I'm not doing an aerobic conditioning test. I might last a week at it. I might hate it. Like my goal is to stay moving. Like that's a really broad goal, and I I'm never going to fail myself because I move some way, somehow on a daily basis. So like minor things like that, my goal is to get the world to move and I'm working at that every day. But like, those are huge, broad goals that I think I've only set out because I really, I know that I do them. So yeah.
1: And I mean, I think with like, say the get the world to move, it's kind of a sliding, like maybe there's, there's obviously you, if you set a specific number, then you could either pass or fail. But if it's like, get more people moving, you you've already done that in some way. So it's like, you're kind of already, there's not that like pass fail. Or
0: with the subscription, you know, with just move right now, when we had a set number that we wanted to reach every month and grow. And if we weren't doing that, it's like super upsetting to me. It doesn't, it's like, it's really important for me to keep things in perspective. Like we're doing amazing as a brand new business. We're growing every single month. Like stop having ridiculous expectations and start enjoying the fact that we're putting something good into the world. We're doing We're achieving what I've set out my entire career to achieve. Like it's really hard for me to think about the present and the successes that we're having and the positive side of the things that I'm doing when I have goals. Mm. And because I can't not focus on that thing and I can't not focus on the failure of that thing. (laughs) Like, And I think that's probably the sum of it, that goals have always meant that I never enjoy the process or the present moment. And I think I have gotten to an age where life is about the process. Mm -hmm. Life is about the journey. And when, when I just am constantly setting myself up for goals, it's failure and I don't enjoy life. Mm. And I got to like 33 and realize, although I was, you know, successful business wise, I wasn't enjoying and hadn't really enjoyed any of my life. And I think that's where like things really started. I've had pivotal moments of things shifting for me, but yeah, I think that's what I started being like, goals don't work for me. <laughs> I have to have a different language here. I have to have a different motivation here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's totally whatever works for each individual. Yeah. So how do you then, so as a coach, yeah, a lot of times, like clients or even just movers, subscribers, they like, and we know that people... N- maybe not need a goal, but need a track, which I think a lot of people would say is a goal for them. My goal is to get through September and like, dude, get strong for instance, or whatever. How do you, how do you set people up for that if you yourself don't like them?
0: Because I'm a coach. I understand that that's really important to people. I understand that that's like a behavior that really helps to motivate and support positive behaviors in human beings. And I understand that I'm not the norm. Mm. I don't really, I don't really coach from a perspective of what I'm doing works for everyone. I never have. I also often coach people who are not like me. You know what I mean? Like a lot of what I was coaching when I was a up and coming coach was people who were just trying to figure out, like we're just getting started on their movement journey and we're trying to figure out how to stay motivated to add movement into their day. And goals are really important for a lot of that population of humans. Mm. And I always tried to ship them and have them be performance goals and have them be, you know, like something that I felt had nothing to do with weight loss. You mm-hmm. know, like I have certain criteria around goals that I won't support, but yeah I, I I love goals for people. I don't have any if- issue with that
1: yeah, yeah, but that's cool that like because a lot of times, I feel like a lot of coaches or anybody who teaches something to somebody else, it's like whatever their experience is what they're teaching so it's you know it's interesting that you can acknowledge that goals don't work for you, but you can acknowledge that goals do work for other people, so it's not like you're like, for instance, like say weight loss, that's not your thing, but that's also you also don't really allow that in that um, training relationship. But with goals, you know it's not for you, but you allow that because, you know, because you know it works or it's healthy in your opinion for others or whatever. So it's it's interesting that it's dynamic like that.
0: Yeah, and I think I've also had a hard relationship with people – being motivated with the goal of weight loss mm-hmm. and if that gets them to start moving. And and we've talked about this a lot of, I had to come to a realization of that is ultimately a lot of people's initial motivation to start moving. And if I, who am I to take that away from you? Mm-hmm. But also I am the human that should set up an environment where you eventually learn that that's probably not sustainable and that your version of what your body looks like you know, what you want it to look like is probably not the version of a healthy body. And like that, I just, I just take that on as my job. So I also try not to like poo poo that if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I just don't co-sign it. Yeah. I don't co-sign that goal.
1: Yeah. Which is cool. Like, I mean, I appreciate that as like now training a couple people, like that's already come up numerous times, you know? And I think if I didn't have all these conversations with you around that stuff, I think that I wouldn't I don't even think it would be alarming in, or not even alarming, but I think I would just like play into it. Be like, yeah. oh yeah, that's what you want? Oh cool, yeah, let's do this and this and here's what I recommend. But because of all our conversations, I now, every time it comes through, I just, I sort of let it come in I acknowledge it, but I quickly move it to be like, yeah, we're just going to be moving. You're going to feel better. Like clearly like mobility is the thing that you need or whatever that is.
0: This makes me emotional. Yeah. But that is amazing because the thing is, it's so powerful for someone not to cosign these negative feelings that you have about yourself. mm -hmm. Like most of the time that weight loss comes from the fact that you don't feel like you're good enough, that you feel like you need to change something about yourself. And so it's so positive that it's not co-signed and and I really learned that it's powerful to just not listen to, you know what I mean? To just not really acknowledge it and move on to the next. I Mm -hmm. used to try to like convince them otherwise, convince a lot of my clients otherwise. And I realized like power really is just in me not co-signing that and then just moving on to something else. So that's amazing. And you're, you're setting up just a completely different environment for them. And, and some people may get it and some people may never Mm -hmm. get it and, and they may, might move on. But I just think... I just think that's really how, especially as trainers, we make such a bigger positive impact on people.
1: And I think ultimately, I, I mean, for me, my belief is that if I'm meeting w- with someone once a week anyway, like that's not even, a, a, I'm not going to be able to ever promise like, yeah, you're going to lose five pounds. Like that's everything you're doing totally elsewhere on your own time. It's what you're eating, how else you're moving. Like I'm there to teach you just how to move once a week. That like, it's, it's so separate, but I could see how it would be easy to like add that as like a trainer and be like, Oh, it's a, it's a weight loss journey.
0: Especially if that's the hook.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, totally. So it's, it's just, it's interesting, but it's also, it's, it feels more empowering, giving someone movement to like, feel better, feel stronger in whatever body they're in age they're in, all these things. And it's like, even this morning I was training a friend and it was like, you know, he was like, oh, I have to do cardio because, you know, it's kind of like suggesting he's overweight. And I'm like, dude, like you'll lo- like in my mind, I'm like, you don't have to do cardio to lose weight. Like you can do strength to lose weight. You can do like whatever to burn calories. It's not like tied to being on a treadmill, you know, but it's like, I'm not going to go and throw that. And I'm just like, that's great. Cardio's great. And we'll have a lot. We're going to be getting sweaty doing this strength stuff too. And you're, it's just going to be fun and you're going to yeah. feel good. And it's, yeah. so it's like, or I could be like redirecting yeah exactly like yeah every Tuesday Thursday and Saturday you need to be doing 45 minutes of cardio and this and that you know
0: keep your diet down to 500 calories and let's fucking starve you like it's such bullshit I know and I think that's the thing is you give him then the power you give your clients then the power to make more positive choices about themselves and what they want to do and like how they want to take care of themselves and that's why I always say like the impact of movement in terms of teaching someone to learn about their body to move and to be empowered by what their body can do creates a far more powerful and sustainable lifestyle of making healthier choices along the way. Yeah. Like that's really what it's about. And I, I fully understand trainers and, and the hook of thinking that you're gonna keep your clients if you co-sign their goals, but they don't know any fucking better. Mm-hmm. They've hired you because you know better. Mm-hmm. So, so do better.
1: Yeah, and that's like everything you see everywhere. And that's always the thing you hear at the doctor or like how you view yourself compared to others, it's yeah. always like, oh, lose weight. Yeah. Like that's always the thing. Yeah. So it's like, I need a trainer to lose weight. Yeah. I mean, strangely enough, like most, actually the guy who I worked on this morning, I, he's been a long time friend and I told him months ago, I was like, hey, if you ever want to learn like kettlebell stuff, like happy to like give you some sessions and like we can work out together and blah, blah, blah. I think it'd be really good for you because he's a really strong like ex-football player But he's, like, mobility is just super limited, and he's a dad, and he wants to do more with his kid. And I was, like, dude, like, we don't need to be in the gym going crazy for an hour and a half. Like, we work on, like, mobility for 20 minutes. We add some weight, get you just moving well. It's going to change your life, you know? And so... Uh, the point. Why was I? Oh, the, the, it was nice to hear that was his goal versus hitting me up and saying like, "Hey, I need to lose weight," because it's yeah. it's usually the
0: opposite. Yeah, and I yeah, that's not the norm. And I think then, but it's our job yeah. to, to teach them otherwise yeah and to show them otherwise yeah.
1: So, do you have any goals ever in your life that you are proud that you reached? That I wanted to buy out? a house. Yeah, yeah,
0: I bought a house.
1: And you proud of yourself?
0: Um, I am very proud of that. I think also though. I currently look at why that was a goal and I dissect that a little bit and I realize that there were bits of that goal that were not healthy and now I'm reconfiguring that and figuring out what that means. So again, I think in like every goal I set, you know, there's little nuggets about myself that I learn and yeah, that that was a goal. That that was a definite goal. Yeah. I wanted to buy a home.
1: I mean, I think sometimes something that's like been helpful is like let the like reach your goal or get that thing, especially like buying things. There's, I feel like there's a lot of judgment or guilt sometimes with that kind of stuff. But it's like you kind of rob yourself of the joy of things sometimes when the judgment, like, was this the right thing to do or why did I do this? You know, and so sometimes. I feel like just being like, I, it does, what if we just put all that aside? Like you wanted the house, you got the house. Yeah,
0: I had that for a year and a half. Yeah, okay. and now this part of my year, I'm I'm just learning. I, I'm I am someone. Let me just preface by saying a lot of what I talk about, I realize I'm a unique human being and I don't think like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I also acknowledge and enjoy learning how I operate, and I think it's really important for me personally to understand why I do the things that I do rather than just operate and continue to do them. I find joy in digging into those deep crevices. And recently I have a lot of things have been enlightened. Like I've been, I've been aware of why I bought that home, like that specific home I bought, I bought a big home and I I'm starting to realize like why it was, it's unnecessary for one single woman Mm -hmm. to have that big of a home um, and, and I'm dissecting and I'm learning things about myself. I was proud when I bought it. I was really happy when I bought yeah. it. I'm still happy when I wake up every morning and I see my view. I'm proud of myself. I acknowledge that like I am, but I also, I like to learn about myself. Totally. Yeah. yeah. What
1: other yeah. goals? Any other goals you can think of?
0: Um, I mean, honestly, I often think about if I was to die, I know that sounds grim and, and we've, I've said this to you, there was, o- there's only one other thing. Like, ultimately, I feel like I would die unhappy that I never found the love of my life. Mm. So that is a goal. (laughs) We haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah, well, it always comes back up. But also, I had to deal with that goal dying as well at some, some part of my life. I had a goal... I had, and I wouldn't say it was like a hard line, but I thought I was going to be married with four children by my, you know, mid to late twenties. Mm-hmm. So when that died, I had to like reimagine a different life for myself. And so I don't have that as a hard goal. I feel like I'm, I'm honestly doing what I can to try and be out there in the world. And if I ever meet him, great. And if I don't, I would probably die sad. But oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, R. I. P. But. Oh, Other than that, I'm like, you know, I have little goals of like, I'd love to travel more Mm -hmm. and, you know, probably live in other cities and other parts of my life. But no, I don't have any other major goals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's allowed me to enjoy certain moments. Like it sounds very corny, but there are certain drives that I do in Seattle that like always when I drive over what we have, we have this big lake called Lake Washington and I drive over the either the 520 bridge or the I-90 bridge and I love water. So it always just reminds me I'm just happy when I'm driving over it and it's a really long bridge. And I always have these moments of like my life is really good. And because I'm not disappointed by not reaching these goals or feeling overworked because I'm trying to reach these exact goals, I always get to have these minor little present moments of, and they don't happen daily, but they definitely, I think, happen weekly, of I'm really, I'm proud of myself. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I feel like I'm honestly working towards big goals that I've set out in life, and and I'm proud of that, and Mm -hmm. and I'm content. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have major life goals? (laughs)
1: major life goals. I want to live to a hundred. I mean, I think I, I like, I like goals. Cause I, I, I don't deal well when I just am floating around. I need like, I need boundaries. And so for like this September thing, you know, it's hard. It's like really hard for that first like week or two. And I think for me, what it does when I start catching a rhythm to feeling like I'm close like on the right track for that goal. I actually get super filled up with a lot of like self-confidence and things like that that I think I can lack otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so it it actually really helps me. I will say, the probably one of the harder ones though was getting my fucking kettlebell certificate. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I mean, that was like, and kind of like, you know, I went in the the course going, I'm not going to get my cert this weekend. I already know that. Now, part of that was, because I had a little shoulder thing, but part of, I mean, a lot of it was, I just didn't have the training and I, and I didn't have the confidence. Like I feel like it was a realistic viewpoint, which I feel like I'm also decent at, like not setting wild goals that are just like unattainable, but I got 80. So you have to get a hundred swings or a hundred snatches in five minutes. And I got 80, which I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't think I could get 80, but I just gave it my best shot. After that, I was like, oh, I got 80. I can get a hundred. I just need a few weeks of training, like specifically, I'll be all good. I did that first one, and then I failed it by one. And it was all my fault because I didn't count. And so I went to look at the video that I had to send in, and there we are, 99. And I was so devastated because it was like, I'm not going to reach my goal. And then I did it again, and then they criticized saying that I didn't do the right form for all of them. And then I was fully resigned. I'm just not going to hit this goal. There's no way. But then I told them that. And then they wrote back saying, you got this. You just got to do this, this, and this. I told a few people. A few people start filling me up. And then I did it. And I accomplished it. That felt incredible. You know, just because it was like, I didn't think I was going to do it. I was so close to that failure. I would have been okay failing. I'm not a huge, I don't like failing by any means. I feel like I've just failed at a lot of things, though. So it's not devastating to be, you know, I'm not that competitive. I don't think, although other people say I am.
0: Yeah. I I mean, you, it just sounds like you have a really healthy relationship with your goals. Like, I I think like that's a healthy driver for you. And I think it is for a lot of people. Yeah. That's why it's like, it's, I'm never saying what I'm saying about myself and then saying other people should adopt that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Nor am I. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting when you talk, because I, I try to, I am like, trying to think what do people use goals for? Is it because there's like a fear of thinking that you won't stick to something if there's no end, you know, finish line in sight? Is it that you don't really trust yourself to continue working towards things that mean something to you? Like, is it just a, you know, bumper that gets you to the thing. I don't know. Like it's like a very fast goals are, it's a very fascinating thing. I,
1: I think I, it's a guide, you know, I yeah. think like as humans, we like, we need lanes to know where to stay in. You know, we need like lights to stop. We, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of things that a lot of us we're just not capable. Like it takes a lot internally to be able to like know you know, what's too much, what's too little, you know, when to, when not to, like, I think we like, I mean, look at religion or any of these things that like really give you the, hey, here's the book on how to do things in your
0: life. Yeah. I just like, I think that a lot of like a life with restrictions just doesn't feel like the fullest life to live. I think that's why it's like the question around that. I don't have the answers, but the question around, like for me, food comes up a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. like I just want to eat healthier because Mm -hmm. I just am so lazy. I don't cook and I don't, I just don't enjoy it. And I eat out a lot and I, it's all for the sole reason of, I just want my stomach to feel better. Mm -hmm. Like I just have stomach aches all the time. And it's like, I could totally set a certain specific goal, but for me, it wouldn't last very long. So I'm just always curious about myself around like, what is it that would motivate me to, to eat better right now? I don't know. And I, I, maybe it would be as simple as like setting that goal, but I wouldn't stick to that goal. So it's not that simple, but it's like, what's the desire behind that? And it's interesting because it came up in therapy this week. And so having a conversation around, like, if I'm literally looking at that, piece of food, like for me, for example, like red sauce gives me a stomachache. If I'm looking at that pizza and I'm still going to eat it anyways, like what does that mean about how I care or don't care about myself that I'm literally willingly giving it a really bad stomachache? And so that's where I'm trying to be. And it actually worked yesterday. I was out at dinner and I didn't have dessert because dessert most of the time gives me a really bad stomachache too. And I walked away and I was like, I feel totally fine. And I feel good taking care of myself. And so like, what does that teach me about myself? Like many little goals maybe in the moment or mm-hmm. just like honoring myself is the goal. And that's, I guess, the goal of life. But I don't know. We, after this conversation, I'm going to have to dive, dive in with my therapist around the idea of goals and why I'm so anti them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the only like what you just said is like, as you're saying... I could try, but I would fail. Like you you don't even give your chance or you don't even give yourself a chance to succeed. Like you've already written, like it's not even a possibility that you could like eat I don't,
0: And I can succeed and I will succeed at some point in time when I find a better route Mm -hmm. than setting a goal. Like for me, the number one thing right now is a food, uh, like a delivery service where it's not, it's just my goal there. If you want to use goal is I would like to not have a stomach ache when Mm -hmm. I eat food and a way to like help set that up is to have someone deliver and make the food. You know, yeah. that's like an easy thing. But that's not, if the goal is to not have stomach aches, maybe that's the goal, yeah. you know? But like, there's it's not very restrictive. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, I just would like to live my life without stomach aches. I
1: remember um, my friend Sarah said, like, uh, I'm not, like changing the language around, like, I'm not having dessert to, oh, I'm going to honor my, honor my body by skipping this dessert and it was like whoa that's a whole different way to think about like eating
0: dude i did i did that yesterday i actually remember you telling me about Mm. sarah saying this and then and i that's what i did yesterday and it sounds so fucking corny like i know it sounds corny but i literally sat there i always overeat because i'm just obsessed with food Mm -hmm. i love i love food and so I always walk away from dinner with a stomach ache. And then, of course, I'm so full. I literally have to unbutton my pants and then I still want dessert because, like, who doesn't fucking want mm-hmm. dessert? <laughs> and I literally sat there. And I was like, is that really what I want? Like is that is that a good idea? Would I feel good if I did that? No. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. There was no restriction there. There was no goal of going to dinner and not eating dessert. It was just in that very moment, the the goal, let's use that word, was to honor how I felt and I followed through and that felt good. But there's no major thing.
1: Did you did you, do you feel like in your twenties? Like have you always been that way with food, say? And did you always feel the way that food makes you feel now?
0: Yeah. So I had a long history of massive stomach problems. Okay. Um, so I was gluten-free, dairy-free, mm. got all the tests, went to all the doctors. And it wasn't until I fell into a... So, I, so I, all through my college career, I was like gluten-free, dairy-free. I was super restrictive. All these things still had stomach aches. Um, and it wasn't until I was 28, and that this goes along with a lot of things, but that was my another that was another really deep depression that I went into. And I remember my mom saying like some like things are actually off balance in your system because this is not okay. And so I went to a doctor, and that's when she said like you're not celiac, like and so you're not you shouldn't be eating gluten free unless mm-hmm. you have celiac. You don't need to be gluten mm-hmm. free. And she ran all these tests and all these things, and so that kind of shifted something in me. Um, and learning how like not to be restrictive then. And then now coming out and understanding like anxiety is a big role in a lot of my stomach Mm, problems. mm. And so it's not really my stomach's problem. It's all of the other things that are going in my life that cause massive anxiety, um, that always leave my stomach on, you know, unhappy.
1: Hmm. Have you ever done a food journal?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Back in the day when I was working with, I've done it actually a handful of times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I feel like sometimes that, like, I always have, like, overeaten and, you know, been gluttonous with food my whole life too. But it's definitely not until these last, like, five, six years where I'm like, I feel it more. You know, like, I'm slower, I don't want to move, I'm tired. I didn't feel that as much, like, maybe for 15, 20 minutes, but then I was like, cool, go grab another plate. Like, I just could eat and eat, and the gluttony was fine. But now it's like I'm having to relearn because it's like I can't do that anymore. Like, I literally physically feel ill. Yeah, It's like, shit, I have to, like, totally relearn these habits. And then the biggest thing, though, for me, the motivator has been – River always wants to play right after dinner and I can't like I almost every night I'm like dude I need like 20-30 minutes to like digest like I can't move I can't go run I'm like what if I just like ate half of what I'm eating so I don't feel so lethargic but it's even that I still do it
0: yeah yeah it's hard I mean but those again I don't know how to decide, like break apart this language, but I'm aware of certain things that I want to do, but I just still don't set goals around them because I just want to figure out, I more so want to figure out why I can't do that. Like why, and and I guess yesterday was like a really, it was a good change. So I can do it when I want to, but I'd rather figure out like, why would I need a goal, an end goal to figure out how to have a healthy dynamic with something? Like, why can't I just say, I want to feel better. Mm. I literally just, I know I have all of the valuable information right here. I know that if I don't eat, you know, all of that, or if I don't eat red sauce, I know I'm going to feel better. So why can't I just carry that through? Or why can't I just say, I know that if I make some food, spend 20 extra minutes making some food at home, I'm going to feel better. Why don't I value that for myself? Like, what does that say about how I don't really fully want to take care of myself that I don't value that time? And just like learning what that is.
1: Maybe the goal is how do you value yourself more? (laughs) You know what I mean? It could be anything. But it's
0: literally what my therapist was saying Mm. on Tuesday. Like she was literally having a conversation of that's really important for you to dig into. Like what does that say right there? Especially when you ask so much of your body, what is this like harm that you like to continuously Mm -hmm. cause almost on a daily basis with your body, because like, there's something in there that you could learn a very valuable lesson. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's my goal. Like that is my goal is to learn that lesson. And I think without restrictions though, but to like really learn that lesson and yeah, I guess that's a goal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just like finding goals that you
0: That are not finite, that don't have like distinct ends or like parameters. Like I I guess what I'm learning in this conversation is I'm a broad goal woman. Mm -hmm. Like big goals, like travel a little bit bit more, find the love of my life, get the world to move. Those are big goals. Yeah. Because I just don't feel like I'll disappoint myself on those, you know, or I won't disappoint myself the same way.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I had a different thought and I forgot, but Goals. Oh, I was going to say, just because I always like to bring this up, is the goal thing that has worked for me, which has been, this has been an interesting thing. My Apple Watch, bring it up too much. The rings. But the thing is, is I, it had, so it's almost like a goal for me creates a habit. And then that goal is sort of like now off. And it's like, see you later goal, goal's gone, habit is formed. And now habit can be fluid. Habit doesn't mean I never have sugar. Habit doesn't mean I never have booze. Habit is more of like I'm on a healthy track and that goal set me on track to ca- to have a habit. So for movement for me, I'm on 202 days of closing all my rings, which oh. means I've stand for a minute, stood for a minute for <laughs> 12 times throughout 12 hours or whatever they do, moved for however many hours or whatever and then worked out in some capacity for 25 minutes a day. and But before, I would have felt like a walk or a mobility wouldn't be enough. But now I have a habit of any movement is enough. So now it's like I've created this habit. Now the goal doesn't really remember. Now it's just kind of fun. But what really has happened is like whether I have a watch or not, and what I'm trying to convey to other people because I'm reading this, is this like movement is good, like not a specific workout, like whatever you want to do. But for me, it was always I felt trapped into like I have to work out. I have to do a certain workout. I have to work out this way for X amount of blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, no, if I want to walk for a week, that's cool. That's great.
0: Hashtag just move.
1: That's what I mean. But, you know. Anyways, I just so for me the goal of closing the rings has created a habit and now I'm on this habit that is sort of free from the goal.
0: And that's beautiful about you and I think that's the same thing for a lot of people. I think a lot I think a lot more people can relate to your side of goals rather than mine. And and I think that like, that works for a lot of people. I just wouldn't ever create a habit from that cuz I was so set On getting to that point that Mm. no lessons were learned about myself about how to keep that habit, you know, building that habit and how to keep that habit going. I don't know,
1: though, because if you eat, say if like you have this new goal to feel better or to honor yourself more and you do what you did last night a handful of times, so you're following this goal... The habit then is formed and you don't need now that goal anymore. You've just formed this habit where you're like, yeah, I don't do that because I feel better. Totally.
0: But this is the thing that we don't have to like spend all day ping ponging back and forth. I think what we've realized in this, what I've realized about myself in this conversation is it's a, it's a definition of a goal. Like it's not that no goal is possible for me. It's the definition of a goal. If the definition of the goal is to explore some things about myself or to motivate a very huge, uh, you know, like goal, then that's fine. But if it's these finite restrictive things, like I wouldn't decide to just take all tomatoes and red sauce. It's one of my favorite things out of my diet. Like, you know, it's like, I don't do minor goals. I can have a feeling of wanting to like check in with myself. That's a great goal. Fine. But it's just, I'm very particular about the goals that I set. Yeah. Yeah. 400 deadlift is not a goal. (laughs) That'd be really fun to get there. I don't have that as a goal. I don't have that as a serious thing at all. Okay.
1: I'm not setting any goals for you. So whatever goals you want.
0: I'm not setting any goals for myself (laughs) either. You just sound fiery with the 400 thing. No, it was just one of the things that you brought up. So I was just circling back around to okay. say those are not those are not they're not goals that I take serious. Okay. Yeah, and so if they're put out there as like it would be fun to get this, and probably my language of goal is saying an actual goal. But when I know when I'm saying it, I know that like that would be really fun to get there. And if I didn't, I don't care.
1: Are you gonna get back into trying to do the 400?
0: Not anytime soon. Yeah. No. I want to do aerobic conditioning. I want to figure out, I want to, and I want to do aerobic conditioning because I want to know how I feel. Mm. I want to know if it changes my anxiety to work on my aerobic base. Honestly, Mm. that's a, that's just a curiosity thing. Mm -hmm. I just want to know if I, if I stopped feeding, if I stopped doing like just crazy intense, like if my movement stopped being reflective of my life and started to be opposite of my life. And my personality, like, would that kind of balance me a little bit Wait,
1: wait, wait. What does that mean? Say that again?
0: My movement is very reflective of my personality. My personality is go, 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 24-7 crazy. My movement is go, Mm. go, go, 24-7 crazy. Mm -hmm. Plios, jumps, sprints, Mm -hmm. heavy lifting, all these things. So I just had a vision the other day of flipping that. My life is going (laughs) to, my personality is going to stay the same. But what if my movement was just really calm? Like aerobic conditioning is pretty calm for me. It's like this steady pace thing, you know? We my mobility recovery is this more like steady pace thing. What if I just learned some lessons about why I dislike it so much? You know, if it can offset any of my like crazy intense energy. I just have an hmm. instinct of wanting to dive into that.
1: Are you interested at all like endurance stuff?
0: That would be my aerobic conditioning would yeah. is endurance.
1: But, like, actually, like, like long-distance something, like cycling or running or... Setting a
0: goal to do that?
1: No, it was just are no. you interested in any of those sports as aerobic conditioning The only one that seems interesting... Or more gym-specific is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, the only one that seems interesting is riding a bike because you can go fast. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like running because you can't go very fast. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can go fast...
1: I don't know about that. You run like a fucking antelope. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, but not for very long. But I think often of like, oh, it'd be fun to, you know, bike Mm -hmm. and like bike fast and bike long. Mm. So yeah, who knows? I don't know. Okay. Always exploring.
1: All right. Stay curious.
0: Stay curious.
1: (laughs) Stay growing.
0: But also it would be fun to hear from the team. Team, If you made it this far into the conversation and you have any insights into goals, like what they mean to you. Are you a goal-oriented person? Are you more like Mike or are you more like me? What is your relationship to goals? I think it's fascinating. I always love that our conversations are never that we have the answers. Mm-hmm. It's always just how do we dig into figuring out like why, you mm-hmm. know, our little therapy sessions. But it would be, I would love to hear from the team. So if you have any thoughts, kaisafit.com/slash/ask. You could also just record us your thoughts. And just because you're recording that and like giving us your insight doesn't mean that we necessarily like play those on air. So if you don't have a question but you just have some yeah, comments, it's good to hear. Yeah, hit us up. Totally. Yeah, or or DM us.
1: DM Kaisa. Or you. Hit her up.
0: <laughs> or both of us. Or Mike. Tag us. Tag us. Our team, Mike. Is there anything else about goals that you? Is there a goal that you wanted to leave with the team? Or no. Any other tidbit that, you know, token of knowledge around your goals? Do you.
1: Do you. Do bro. what works for you. Do what works exactly for you. Great. That's yeah. awesome.
0: All right, team. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you back on the Kaisa Show very soon. Hasta luego.